For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, today I've got a fabulous guest. Charlotte Canyon is on the show. And if you heard her first episode, you know some of her story. And she was so beautiful and authentic in the way she shared it. First, I want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. All right, Charlotte Canyon, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Kathy. It's, it's Charlotte, a pleasure. Ha- oh, you have such an extensive resume, but I did go over a lot of it on the episode we did, which I haven't really named, but I'm going to say probably we're going to call that one Parenting Your Parents, uh, Learning, let's see, How to Take Care of Yourself Too. But And then I may use a title like Learning to Laugh Along the Way because the name of your book is, I, I trip over this every time, How to, let's see, la- You Have to Laugh to Keep from Crying, How to Parent Your Parents. Charlotte, I'm so excited about that book. I've talked about it a lot on the other episode, but you have another book coming out, and I think that topic's going to be awesome, too. Tell me about it. Well, I had a doctor that came to me, and she said, I want to co-author a book with you. And this one is called The Guilt Syndrome, Caring for the Caregiver. Because Mm. many times the caregiver, myself included, they get sick. I I developed cancer Mm. halfway through my journey. And many caregivers, and we're seeing statistics, if they don't take care of themselves, Mm. they might die before the person they're taking care of because they're not taking time. So what I share with them is, you know, if a neighbor wants to bring over food, let them do that. If a neighbor says, I'll sit with your mom for two hours or or your spouse, let them. If you have a relative that says, hey, you take a weekend and get away, do it. I mean, don't feel guilty about it because you've got to recuperate. There's one little, little story I always give. When you get on an airplane, the pilot says, if we lose air pressure, put your mask on first before you put on your child's. Or, And that's the same thing with a caregiver. They have to have that oxygen. They have to take care of themselves. So we've addressed this new book, and uh, it'll be out in April. And again, just... it's called The Guilt Syndrome. Caring, Caring for the Caregiver. That is a great title. I'm just laughing because this is a small thing. But after mom moved in, I bet she went at our house a week. 
and I fell in the bathtub, and I could not. I, I immediately felt not felt nauseous. I was laying there on the floor naked. I thought I'd broken my leg. I was afraid to move it even for fear, you know, of the excruciating pain because I heard it. I heard it crack as we as I went down. You know what my one prayer was? Lord, just let me reach that towel. <laughs> I'd put all these sticky things in my mother's shower so she wouldn't fall. I'd gotten her chair. And there I am laying on the floor naked with my leg broken. Well, it turned out it wasn't broken and I was fine. But for about a week, my my husband and my mom were just laughing because I had to sit there with ice on my knee, you know. But anyway, it, it, God is yeah. good. And yeah, he but you me. do have to take care of yourself. I mean, it's amazing because you think about it, you were caring for your mom. If you'd have gone down, it would have fallen oh. on other shoulders, and you know, they may not have done it as well as you. Or that, you know, you. they didn't know all the secrets and all the little innuendos that you no, know. My mother would have never let me live it down because she would have cared for me just like she always had. Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> she would have been exactly. like, I moved into your house because you really needed me, honey. That would have been the, yes. that would have been the thing. <laughs> It was true. There was so much truth in that. But anyway, yeah. You've got a book, too. You've got a book. I can tell. I hear the stories. Oh, you're so sweet. I've got three manuscripts, and they keep telling me I don't have the credentials to publish them, so we'll see. I, I oh, think, yes, you do. Yeah, I think I think the next one I'm just about finished with is going to be on communicating, and I think that one, I, I probably have the credentials for that one. So I think I'll find a publisher for it. But anyway, um, not about me, though. I wanted to talk to you. One reason I was so excited about having you on the show is you actually specifically address several issues that I think are big deals with caregivers that besides guilt, there's um, depression in the parent, there's anxiety and stress that those elderly aging parents are having to deal with as their bodies change. And then also they transition into new living situations often. But what I think is so funny in your, in your stuff, you talk about that for for, uh, oh, I have it right here. I'm look, you may hear me shuffling through my papers. In some of your stuff, you say, how does depression present itself with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's? I certainly want to talk about that. But the stress and anxiety and depression that we feel as caregivers, that, that is a big thing. So talk to me a little bit about those emotions and how that affects not only just the parent, but also the caregiver. Oh, it goes both ways. You're going to see it in your you know, if, if no matter what disease they have, whether it's dementia or Parkinson or Alzheimer's or any of the realm of them, and you know there's a couple yeah. hundred that yeah. fall under that, uh, they don't want to, your parents or your loved one doesn't ever want to be a burden on you. Mm-hmm. So they start worrying, and that worry causes them to go into anxiety or go into, you know, they stress out about it. Um, the best way is to... This is kind of funny, but I I call it playing games with them. You know, get their mind off of that. You know, Mm -hmm. if they played Canasta, you know, and they they can't do that again or bridge, play battle with them. Okay. Do that. My mother was a gardener. I used to bring a box of dirt and plants, and we'd, I'd go, Mom, let's garden. And we'd, you know, we'd dig dig in this garden, and I actually go to, facilities and teach them how to build raised bed and container gardens so that wheelchairs and walkers and they can garden Uh, and those herbs and vegetables can be used in the kitchen 
and they still feel like they're needed. That's the one of the biggest thing is they still need a purpose. They yes. need to know that you need them. They still need to know that they're important. And like I said, play games with them. I discovered my mom lost her glasses early on. Uh-huh. And so I got, I and then, and then she started reading. She yes. had badges and she'd read newspapers. And I'm going, what is going on here? And I think somehow the body, when some things are, are gone, other things get better. I love so that. I got flashcards, and I would play that game with her, and I'd show her flashcards, and I'd go, tell me a story about this word. And oh, every oh, that's time, so brilliant. Every time yeah. I would show her the color green, oh, my gosh, I would give anything in the world. She could tell me the story again, but it was about a 54 green Ford that she used to drive my little brother and I up to visit Grandma. And Grandma was an 11-hour drive up to Arkansas. So she would share stories, you know, whatever I'd show her. I'd go, oh, tell me a story. What is this? And I would hear stories. Also, you can stay tracked with where they're at because Alzheimer's digress. They remember yes. everything that happened when they were in the high school. They may not remember that they went to the kitchen and ate dinner two minutes ago. Mm. But they will remember. So let them share those stories. I even go to homes and I talk to seniors and I go, you have stories that your kids and grandkids need to hear. If you can't write them down, get a granddaughter to write them for you. Get them to get your recorder and you record Mm -hmm. those stories while you can. Because when you're gone, they will be gone. So share Um, those stories now. Uh, we were so faithful about doing that, and I still regret we didn't do more of it. I love the stories so much from our family. Of course, my parents were both great storytellers, but I, that oh, is great. Good. That's great advice. If you're listening today, I hope you will really take to heart what Charlotte just said and get a tape recorder or a video camera or your phone and let your aging parent tell you those stories while you can, because when they're gone, you won't remember the details. There's stories I had heard a thousand times I thought I would remember, but I don't. And and even, even if I could remember them, I couldn't tell them like mom did. And she, she and dad just did such a, they, they were just such funny people. Oh, well, that's super. So Charlotte, um, you know, we've got about two minutes to the break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how you take care of yourself when you start to worry and feel anxious as a caregiver, but give us, you know, throw us a bone here. Give us one thought to help. Just a quick thought about, you know, helping your parents cope with those really terrifying emotions. Well, we talked earlier in the other broadcast about my four golden rules, and my book is written around love, respect, patience, and forgiveness. And what I want to point out is we need to love them unconditionally, but we also need to respect them as the parent they were. But we ah. have to love them as the child. We we become the parent, yes, but we never let them know that. Mm-hmm. We let them still think they're in control. And, you know, I know it's a little game, mind game, but it works. In other words, keep them out of that negative part of their brain. Let them think they're still in control. Let them you know, lead whatever, you know, conversation, or if you need to divert it, divert it in a way that makes them feel good and you you get the good result. I love that advice. That's so great. You know, I would say to mother, we're going to figure this out together. And also uh, to, to just 
for her to know that she got to make choices. Like I would say, well, this is really up to you. You get to choose. And I said that as often as I can. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to, to manage your own feelings of anxiety and stress and even depression and why those things may not be as negative as you may think. If you're hearing and feeling guilty, we don't want to add guilt on top of all that. So what we want to do is give you as much freedom as we can. And Charlotte and I are going to devote ourselves to that when we come back. So stay with us. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking to Charlotte Canyon, and I am so blessed to get to interview you, Charlotte. I feel like I'm a fangirl or something. I'm so happy that you're on the show. I, I want to, we, you know, we've been talking about the intensity and you gave us in that last segment, a little, the opening part of this podcast, you gave us a little information about how intense our parents' emotions can be when they're making that transition of a new place to live and not having the body that will serve them or even the mental functions that they once had. 
those are very intense feelings of anxiety, depression, stress, not wanting to impose. There's a lot that happens in the elderly. We call them our elders, the elder person's life and heart. But I also loved what you said, and I don't remember if it was on this podcast or the other one. By the way, we have two of these. So if you're loving what Charlotte's sharing, please go look for her, the one that where she sh- tells her story. Uh, and you can find that on kathycraffy.com. But um, what I was going to say is I loved when you mentioned that you would make a point of not crying in front of your mother, even though you felt the pressure of all those decisions that you were making, not just for your mom, but for you had 14 years of caretaking of elderly parents. And so you would go and save your tears to be with your husband and share with him what you needed to. And that was one way you coped rather than adding to your mother's stress level. That That is a really good technique, finding a safe person so that you don't complicate the relationship that's already difficult or it, maybe not difficult, but it is challenging to live with your parent at our age, you know. Mm-hmm. So you found people that you could trust like your own husband. Tell me some of your other ways, because while your parents having anxiety and stress and depression, so is the caregiver. Oh, definitely. And what it may not be your spouse. You may have a best friend yeah. that you can share all of this with. Or find a kind of group. They have yes. caregivers groups everywhere. Most churches have caregivers groups. As a matter of fact, right now, uh, my workbook is being used with two churches down in Fort Worth for their caregivers Love groups. It. Um, but it, it it allows you to hear other people's stories and go, oh, mine may not be as bad as I thought it was. Or, you know, just to take your mind off of yours and listen to someone else's. Well, and, and also to, to you feel can like empathize with them. Yeah. And, and feel like you're not crazy because you're not just imagining these problems. They're real. And real. and we have a really strong Alzheimer's Alliance uh, group here in East Texas. So I know there are really great resources, at least in, specifically for Alzheimer's. We also have a wonderful place called Good Samaritan Counseling, and they can, that's another place you can turn to for help if you're struggling with figuring out, you know, and you need somebody to help you figure out how to cope with some of these intense emotions that go with caregiving, not to mention all the great churches we have over here. Um, are you going to be in East Texas anytime soon, Charlotte, or what do we have to do to get you over here, girlfriend? Well, you just have to invite me to come down there. I, d- I do have the Tyler Library has been talking to me about bringing me down to do a segment. Oh, good. That That's awesome. library, but y'all just need to invite me down, and I'm there. I love East Texas. I'm me a too. I'm a lumberjack, so oh. I went to Stephen F. Austin. So. <laughs> there you go. So you've got <laughs> you've got street cred here. If you're a yeah. lumberjack, yeah, we love the purple. Well, yep. um, okay. So uh, I'll mention if I'll have try to cross this. We we how we're in the people's petroleum building here in down we call it the most glamorous building in downtown tyler but the the library's right across the street so i'll have to go put a plug in for you over there and okay so talk to us a little bit about stress and anxiety when you're with mom or dad whether they're at your house or you just know maybe you're in another city and your sibling is trying to care for them what are some of the things we can do to help with those legitimate feelings that we feel when our parents are slipping well, one thing you do need to is know that they're real. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I always tell people they think they have to be perfect. They have to be 
you know, perfect caregivers or do the right thing. No, do whatever you can do at that moment to the best of your ability. And that's all you can do. And, of course, I find that prayer helps me a whole lot. You know, I'll say a prayer before I, I even say a prayer before I speak. I go, God, you let the words come out of my mouth that someone's supposed to hear. Um. And I've had him change a talk, and I'm I step back and I go, I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> but but stories come out of me that you know that you know God wanted me to share, and sure enough, there'll be people you know. But but I want people to understand that stress is is part of us, mm-hmm. and how you cope with it is is something you know you have to learn your own technique, but. Mine was, you know, I shared it with my husband. I actually had a caregivers group. We um, we joined one, and, you know, sometimes there's strong people in there. I ended up being the leader of the group mm. uh, because I was traveling the journey with three different parents. Mm. I, mm. you know, wow. I could relate to a lot of things, so I would, you know, help people. I love to, you know, pull out of people and say, okay, tell me a little more about that story. You know, um, give you an example. There was a lady there, and her husband had Parkinson's. And she said, I'm losing connection with him, and and I don't know how to connect with him again. And I asked her, I said, well, what was his passion? What Did he love his job? Did he have a hobby that he, you know, what what was one of his real passions? She said, oh, he loved his job. He was an engineer. He built skyscrapers. I said, oh, there's your answer. Go get Legos, get Lincoln Logs, get Erector Sets. Get him to teach you how you build a skyscraper because that's something he did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. She came back to the next meeting and she said, hugged me and she said, thank you, thank you. We connected on a level we never connected on before. Mm-hmm. He was teaching me his craft. He was teaching me why you put these beams where you put them to support wow. that skyscraper. And, you know, just little things. If you listen mm-hmm. and listen to them, you can find those passions. And that's what you have to find, you know, to, to get through the stress. Um, and sometimes change the subjects like I mentioned about. I always care, pull out my parenting I carried chocolate in my pocket, and as things went down dark alley, I'd say, you want some chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) I loved your example about the flashcards and getting your mother to tell stories based on the flashcards. Yeah. I love that. That's precious. Well, I like the idea that uh, you can connect with your spouse in a way that you might not have ever thought to just because you are searching for ways to connect, and then somebody that you might see in a group could offer you a a more objective idea that you would not have thought of. I I love that whole process and the way that could unfold. I know with my mom, one of my things is I just needed exercise. I know myself. I, I, we're 98% water. I have to drink a lot of water and then I need to shake it up on the treadmill or the bike or something. So, Oh yeah. You have to take care of the caregiver. Even those basic things would help me relieve stress and and then we learned to laugh about things. I, I love that. That's one reason I love the title of your book, although I trip over it every time. Uh, how to laugh to keep from you have to laugh to keep from crying. I always want to put the how in front of that because your book is just full of very practical. Every in fact, the end of every chapter is a whole list of questions and and applications. So, it I can see how you created an 
uh, workbook because you've done most of the work already with your regular book. But anyway, it's a treasure, and I'm so grateful for what you did there, Charlotte. I think um, relieving stress and understanding that the transition for mom and dad is difficult, but for the daughter or the son, whether you're in the same community, the same house, or a million miles away from your parent, knowing that that transition is happening can be very stressful, and that's not imaginary. And it's okay to to take care of yourself a little bit as you make that mental adjustment so that you're prepared for what happens afterwards. Eventually, your parent will pass away. And um, that is a really difficult reality to accept. And there's no, 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 no other option, really. So when the time comes and your parent is gone, then having use those four principles, the golden rules that you gave in your book. That just makes all the difference. Uh, We had one friend who told us after the death of one of our parents, well, the good news, the comforting thing is you were such a good son. He says this to my husband. And I thought, I want, I want to know that when I'm done, my parents were both alive at that time. And I thought I'm going to be a good daughter because when I'm done, I want to know that I was a good daughter. Yeah. And that that has comforted me. Yeah. Um, Let me, I'm going to share yeah. something real quick. Just hit me. Um, I learned this a couple of months ago. A lady shared it with me. Um, her father is a daughter. Her father was taking care of the mother who had Alzheimer's. Okay. And the With daughter went out. Okay, the daughter went out and bought two ball caps, had them embroidered. And the father oh. wore a ball cap that said, Alzheimer's angel and the mother wore a hat says I have Alzheimer's so when they would go out in public if mom would do something people understood because the cap disguise because a lot of times I have a friend whose husband got arrested because they didn't know he had Alzheimer's Ah, that is so brilliant, isn't it? Wow, that is so Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. I share it all the time when I can. Well, I'm sorry about your friend's husband. He got arrested, but wearing the ball caps is brilliant. That is That, that could have saved a lot of heartache there. You sure don't want your parent getting arrested for something that is behaviorally perfectly understandable when your mind is diseased. Right. Um, well, I'm looking forward to seeing my dad in heaven with the his original beautiful little boy that I know he must have been and added to that the beautiful man he became and all the wisdom that he acquired. I cannot wait to see that person in heaven and and to know him in that way. That's going to be a real beautiful day for me. Um, Charlotte, thank you so much for being on the show. We have 30 seconds. I just want to tell you. Will you come back when your new book comes out this spring? Oh, I definitely will. But remind them, you spell my name C-A-N-I-O-N. Oh, I'm so glad you thought to mention that. You can find her on the Internet. You can also find her on my website, kathycrafty.com. And we're just so grateful that you joined us today. And we hope something we said will be a blessing and encouragement to you as you care for your aging parents. Keep up the good work. And we're proud of you. God bless you all. Oh, no. 
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.